Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. <coughs> A very wise person once told me this. The less a person gives to the parish, the more are the difficulties you will have from them. The less a person gives to the parish, the more are the difficulties you will have from them. Now, this wise person did not mean an actual dollar amount or to imply that the wealthier among us cause less discord. Rather, he was speaking of the ratio between a person's income and of that income, what portion went to the parish. And after eight years of parish ministry, and after having observed and being involved by invitation in countless disputes in other parishes, I can objectively say that what this wise person said is a rule. In fact, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, this morning I will go farther. Propose the thesis that it is a law. The less a person gives to the parish, the more are the difficulties you will have from them. Now why? Why would I say such a thing? It seems logical, reasonable, that some people might just be more disposed to agreement or more disposed to discord based on many other factors than giving. Basing a law or a thesis on contribution alone is careless and unthinking, it could certainly be argued. But I will stand by what I have said and what has been told me, and I do so founded on the certainties of faith. Faith. Now, faith has two meanings. Objectively, faith is a word used to describe the sum, the totality of the truths revealed by God in Holy Scripture and in the traditions of the church. Things like the creed, corporal and spiritual acts of mercy, virtues, prayers and rituals in our liturgy. These are the sum and presentation of God's revelation, faith. Subjectively, faith is a word used to describe a habit, the habit, or the virtue by which we assent to those objective truths handed us by God. So it's what we do with the information we've been given. So faith, as I will use the word today, is our response to God and His revelation. And the manner in which we respond to God and His revealed truths are two. We have intellectual actions and physical actions. If a person sees the parish as a mere social gathering, a place for local or civic historiosity, or sees the parish as a thing that serves their needs, as an institution that exists for some self-serving purpose, now that's the intellectual act that will give poorly, the physical act. Or if a person believes or has a different faith other than that which the church proclaims, a faith that holds perhaps that the church is not central or even essential to eternal life, and as such a central part of their salvation, then they will give poorly. But on the other hand, if a person believes what the church teaches, that God is found here in unique ways in the sacraments and in the liturgies 
in the communion and fellowship we find here and in the communion of the saints and as such is central, as such is essential to our salvation, they will give freely and as a high priority. If a person holds to the faith that what is offered here is indeed offered to God, when we give our money here it is an offering to the Lord God and used for the advancement of his kingdom, then that person will sacrifice other things to offer to God the first fruits of her or his labor at the altar. If a person holds a faith that proclaims the minister and the ministries of the church have an eternal nature to them, that what we do here on Sunday mornings and every weekday is the most important thing we do in our lives, then of course the manner in which they allocate funding reflects that. Now, there's a caveat that some who are newer to the faith or have overtaxed expenses will have to learn different ways to overcome different obstacles. But in fact, as they do so, I argue that they are actually growing in faith and in commitment to the faith of the church. So then, the actions of our lives are a mirror, are a reflection of the liveliness or depth of our faith. It's a law. And I think it is true that this law extends into other parts and areas of our life outside of giving. St. James certainly finds this connection in his epistle we read from this morning. He says, what does it profit, my brethren, if a man says he has faith but has not works, can his faith save him? If a brother or sister is ill-clad and in lack of daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what does it profit? Faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. James's admonition has at his foundation this. Every human being is made in the image and likeness of God. The second layer of James' foundation of his admonition is that when we love and serve the poor, others, we serve Christ. Christ himself said as much in Matthew's Gospel. Insomuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So if you have a lively faith, a faith that is alive, it will show forth in your care for the poor and the needy, for the orphan and the widow, and especially for those in the parish. But this idea of an active and lively faith extends into other areas of our lives besides our care for the poor and our giving. A person with an lively faith exudes joy, exudes peace, even in the worst in most trying situations, even in situations that seem hopeless, you will see in a person with an active and alive faith, joy, peace. A person with an active and alive faith manifests or makes real that faith in many other ways, holding back from gossip, not speaking ill of others, being moderate, humble, patient, kind, being diligent, not giving up or giving in, saying what they do, they actually do. The list goes on and on and on. So then, it's a law that if we believe the faith and the teaching of the church to be true, if we believe what Jesus Christ said to be true, 
we say that we have faith in Jesus Christ, our lives will look a certain way. Our actions will show forth that faith. Now I have an exercise for you. Think about your own actions. If you were to step outside yourself and look inward, if you were to pretend you were someone else and look at your own life, look at what your life looks like, would you see a charitable person? Would you see a person that goes out of his or her way to help others? Would you see a virtuous person, kind, humble, patient, modest, free from gossip and murmuring and speaking ill of others? If you looked at yourself, would you see a person whose actions left no doubt that they were a person of great faith in Jesus Christ? This activity, beloved in the Lord Jesus Christ, is how we measure our faith. The actions and the activity of our lives. It's tough. Now, if you're anything like me, and I'm betting you're all probably better than I am, when you entertain this exercise, it's frightening. It's hard. It's scary. The pride, selfishness, lack of care and concern, the lack of generosity shows through. But fear not. Fear not. For great athletes did not set the world on fire and set world records by sitting upon the couch. Rather, they ran. Day after day, hour after hour, they arose before dawn, before anyone else, and practiced long and hard hours to be their absolute best. And it's the same for the great, great saints of the church. They did not become great saints by sitting idly by. They prayed hard and long hours. They rose before the rest, before the sun even, and practiced virtue in any and all situations. They trained their minds and bodies to be disciplined in humility, charity, patience, modesty. They practiced these things until the day they exchanged heaven for earth. So if, like me, you could give more, you could hold your tongue more than you do, if you lose your cool a little too quickly or too often, if your life needs some work to shine forth with faithful works and actions, there is a remedy. Practice. Practice. Take prayer seriously, for this is the foundation of every godly and faithful action for a lively faith. Be conscious of your actions. If you struggle in a certain area, Pay more attention to that area in your actions. Generous people did not become generous by accident. They learned to give little by little, bit by bit. They extended themselves further and further. They took a great leap of faith, and in doing so, became stronger in that faith. The way to deepen your faith, the way to peace and to love and to mercy and to salvation itself is through your actions through faith that what Jesus said is true and putting what he has said into action in your life. As a new school year begins, as fall begins to show her colors, as we move into yet another season and cycle, do not forget that faith 
without works is a dead faith. Faith must be practiced and lived out. Brethren and sistren, today let us commit ourselves anew to faithful actions in our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us take leaps of faith. Let us rise early and practice our virtues. Let us spend our moments in prayer. Let us train and practice living virtuous and faithful lives. Let us work together to the end that when people look upon our lives, they will have no doubt that we are people of great faith by the actions and activities that show forth in our lives. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.